Welcome to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Does all this social media knowledge, strategies, and skills from this podcast really matter if you don't use video? The truth is any presence is better than no presence, but without video, you're really limiting your growth. It's no secret that video is the future of all media. It's where all consumers gravitate, so executing at a higher level than your industry peers is an absolute necessity to create differentiation. You can hire a full-time videographer, but is that really sustainable? The answer is no for many, which is why it is critical that you adopt and learn video skills to allow you to create video that will stand out. Having camera presence, knowing what equipment to use and how to use it, proper lighting, video editing, music and voiceovers, scripting, and many other topics are the reason why Business Video School was created. To teach you how to develop these skills quickly and easily with over-the-top support along the way so that you never feel lost. The Business Video School is a comprehensive video education platform that delivers all of this training, but also creates actual video recipes with instructions and scripts for you to execute relevant content weekly with all of the skills you learn. And it doesn't stop there. Regular video challenges, weekly Q&As, a real estate video roadmap, a community of people learning and experimenting with video, and so much more. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Why wouldn't you join the Business Video School today? Go to www.bizvideoschool.com forward slash open dash house and register for the next open house where you'll, you'll learn more and get a chance to hear from current students and even ask them questions. That's bizvideoschool.com. Check it out. Facebook official, or is it Facebook perfect, or is it a fake profile? Is it a fake life that we all see on social media? Our guest today, recently we interviewed her on our Taste of Social with Drunk on Social, which is our lead up to our social con event. And I had never met her before. And, and I was uh, obviously, uh, I enjoyed it so much. Here we are uh, only a couple of weeks later recording this podcast uh, because some of the strategies that she shared with us on the Taste of Social and how she went deep on authenticity and sharing her journey uh, and during her real estate career to me was 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 very powerful and some of the strategies that she's going to share with you today on how you are not thinking about how you use social media and how you're not thinking about the people that like your posts that could be potential uh, that could be potential engagement and connections and all you're doing is paying attention to the people that are that are commenting on your post, for example. Uh, she's got that strategy. She's got some other strategies. I think it's the what the five five five. I'm excited to do this again uh, because we're going to go deeper today. Welcome to the show, Rachel Adams Lee. And oh, by the way, let me just mention uh, she's like 17 months pregnant, or at least looks <laughs> that way. I know. I keep saying I'm 100 years pregnant. <laughs> um, no, thank you for having me. I uh, I'm actually. It's funny. I'm recording this at my parents' house. So I grew up in a really small town called Lake County, and literally, like the the actual city I lived in, there was a sign that says like, welcome 700 people. So half hour to a gas station grocery store, but I'm home visiting them. And um, it was really funny right before this, I'm like carrying my computer around trying to find like the strongest Wi-Fi in the house. And it happens to be in my parents' bedroom. So I like kicked them out and I'm like, you gotta go. I'm using huh. a lamp in front of me to light me up. We're I'm ready. Let's roll. It looks great. I'll be <laughs> honest. That was the first thing I was thinking. If you're a rural man, I wonder what the internet's going to be like, but you know, yeah. so far so good. Knock on wood. It, it, uh, we're going to be good. Um, okay, right, so, yeah, so, so Rachel, why don't you give us an introduction to who you are? I, I'm sure some of our audience knows who you are uh, because you do you do this. You fly around the country. You teach this stuff. You have a coaching platform, which we'll talk about later. But first of all, like, tell us about your journey in real estate. What led you to you know what you're doing today? Yeah. So, you know, I've been in real estate now um, almost 11 years and my grandma was in real estate. My dad was a real estate broker for 42 years. And I was that like kid that said I would never, ever go into real estate. Um, and 
I found myself at um, a real estate boutique brokerage and I was managing the office. I was unlicensed. Um, Before that, I was working with an NBA team doing marketing. And, you know, I just, I always said I'd never go into real estate. So I didn't go into real estate. I was managing an office. But at that point in my life, I was in a really unhealthy marriage. I was paycheck behind a paycheck. And I knew I wanted more for my life. I just didn't know what exactly that looked like. And then I um, heard about this class, this like um, this kind of like real estate self-growth class. And um, I decided to go to it. Um, It's called Bold. And I heard a quote that kind of rocked my world. And it was change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Right. So I was always in a scarcity mindset that I couldn't quit my job, even though it was 15 bucks an hour, it was 15 bucks I could count on. And then I thought, you know, if if I counted on me, there is no cap on what I could make. And like, I create my own destiny. Right. So I decided I was going to get licensed. I did an accelerated program, jumped into real estate and it was brutal. My first year was intense. I door knocked 200 doors a week. I did three open houses a week. So I knocked 200 doors to three open houses and I didn't sell any homes for those first four months. So you can imagine like the grit and the determination I had, but also like the amount of rejection that I faced questioning, like, is this the right industry for me? What am I doing wrong? But I always think about like why I was doing what I was doing, why I was knocking all those doors, why I was committed to script practice and all these things. My why was bigger than any excuse I could have come up with not to do it. Like I had to get out of the place I was in. And so even though I didn't sell any homes the first four months, I ended up selling 39 that first year and then 109, then 123. Um, So three years and I found myself um, hitting Wall Street Journal's top 1000 agents in the country. And uh, I quickly realized that like, while I loved the door knocking in the open houses, I was only able to have one conversation at a time. And I was like, I, I want to talk to more people. I want to impact more people. And social media wasn't cool. then. this is like, you know, 2013, 14, this is like, no, people weren't like all about it yet. And I also felt like I was, everyone talked about real estate agents. We were used car salesmen and we were slimy. And I was like, why do they feel this way about us? But it was most realtors, like what they could get, how much money they could make, not how many houses they could sell or how many families they could help. And I'm like, this is the biggest financial decision people ever make. And they're going to trust me. So I decided that I was going to learn social media and I was self-taught. Like I didn't take the classes. I didn't do the things. I really committed to like learning the algorithm, testing out theories, committing to consistency with social media, just like I did my door knocking and open houses. Like consistency was key for me. Um, And what I loved about it is like door knocking, I could talk to one person. I love that belly to belly conversation, but with social, I could talk to thousands with the click of a mouse, but it was like, what was I going to say? How was my message going to be different? And I came up with a system, which we'll chat about. And I came up with like a business model around social media. And the first year I got like seven referrals, then 17, then 30, then 50. Last year, we had 131 referrals come through social media. Um, And my platforms that I focus on are Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You're not going to find me hitting up on, you know, TikTok and Twitter and all the things. I'm a believer in like there already is so much pressure with social to be everything to everyone all the freaking time. I, I know where my referrals come from and I know where my audience is. So I focus on that and everything else I just see is like noise and distraction. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there, but then you ended <laughs> with like a gut punch to me because I'm such a huge fan of TikTok um, and what it the, the power is, but I'm not going to, we're not going to turn this into a debate. Honestly, I'm sure it's amazing if you put time into it. I've never put time into it. Like I, I'm sure it's incredible if that's your thing, right? It just hasn't been my thing. And I know where my referrals are coming from. So that's where I choose to focus. That's it. I love that. I mean, and let's, let me, I'm just totally teasing you because uh, at the end of the day, I 1 million percent agree with what you're saying. Uh, the, the only thing we always say is if you already have got like an Instagram mastered, yeah. you don't have to master TikTok. You just have to multi-purpose sure. and because it's there. And really it's just an, a, a couple extra clicks. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to leave that, leave, set that aside because it's fine. You, we can brawl if you want. I'm down. Well, that might be another <laughs> call for another day. I think I'll wait till you're not pregnant. You might be less feisty. <laughs> I, I, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sassy all the time. <laughs> but listen, 131 leads, not yeah. leads like deals like uh, most recently. Yeah. And I mean, listen, you said the first year was seven. 
Yeah. I, I guarantee that the majority of our audience has not had seven deals closed from social yeah. media in their, their business's lifespan, let alone in one year. And what's and you're interesting now- is I always ask people, like when I'm starting, people are like coaching with me. I'm like, okay, so before we decide we're going to coach together, tell me how many hours on average you think you're on social media a day. And the average response is two to three hours. Some are like seven, right? Two to three hours. And then my next question is, and how many referrals did you receive last year through social media? Because if you're doing social media effectively, how often you're on social media should 100% equal the amount of referrals you're receiving through the platforms. And if not, then you're doing it wrong and we need to talk. Which is most people. (laughs) I know, (laughs) conveniently. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. And, and you know, one of the things you also said that, that really resonated was, you know, the, the, especially with Tristan and I, because there are so many social media experts, and I'm going to put a big fat quotations on that because uh, there are a lot of fakers. There's a lot of people with microphones, uh, and now they have this vehicle called social media that that they're really just eloquent speakers and yeah. they they learn things from other people they regurgitate them but they're not true practitioners of what they do right. and to me a true a true social media expert is first and foremost a practitioner whatever they tell you they're doing it themselves many aren't uh the, the second part of it is 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 you are a tester you're not a follower and you yeah. said that like everything that you've done you've taught yourself you've learned yourself and we're the exact same way it's cuz innovation is the is a is a critical component component to your success on social because you have to be different otherwise you get muddied in with everybody else so g- going down that topic because and I, and I like this because it leads a little bit back to social con and and that is that those of you listening today and I know your attention has already been grabbed because what she said in her monologue we'll call it uh, was powerful in and of itself. And if you can learn something today to get an extra seven c- customers in 2023, most of you are going to be ecstatic. And and so, but understanding that concept of innovation is critical. Talk a little bit more about that and how, you know, I, it's kind of a mindset thing. Like people are afraid to get in front of the camera. People are afraid to put themselves out there. So they're especially afraid to do something that nobody else is doing because they're afraid of how it's going to be perceived. Talk people through that because you've done it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think in the very beginning when I got into real estate, I thought that when I did social media, I had to be perfect. I had to have the perfect life, the perfect job, the perfect car, the perfect marriage, the perfect hair. Like I just thought I had to show this image of perfection. And, you know, for those three years that I was just like hustling, I showed what I thought people wanted to see. The problem was it wasn't actually what was going on in my life. I had gotten a divorce I never dealt with. I was drinking more wine than water, you know, and like, I just, I wasn't making good choices, but I was like, nobody would want to work with a divorced realtor. I literally, that was my limiting belief. I'm like, nobody would want to work with a divorced realtor. And so I hit it. And what happened is that showed up in me ending up in the hospital for dehydration because I was putting every single person's needs in front of my own, my family, my friends, my clients, you know, I just, I was avoiding what actually had happened. And I was just like pushing, I was so focused on the next deal and the next client. And, you know, when I had that opportunity, which I really do call like being hospitalized for dehydration an opportunity, because I had this moment where I was like, how do I actually want to lead my life? Like, what did the, what does this look like for me? And I realized that, you know, there were some other things that happened as well to lead me to this conversation with myself, but I was like, I'm lying. I'm lying not only to myself, but everybody else. And so I literally went on social media and I was like, hey, you guys, I have to apologize to you. I have not been honest. And you say that right then. And everyone's like, what's she talking about? Like clued in, you know, that's a hook. That's a hook. A hundred percent. I'm all about those hooks. If you watch my social (laughs) Um, and I just said, like, I have to be honest with you guys because I haven't been, um, I got a divorce. And I've been hiding from you guys for three years because I thought nobody would want to work with me or trust me if I had gotten a divorce. But reality is I 
I want to be honest with myself and I want to move forward from this. And so I wanted to first off apologize to all of you and let you know that I'm going to go on this journey of self-discovery and invite you to come with me. I'm not sure where it's going to lead me. And I know that there's two things I'm now going to lead my life with. Number one, authenticity. I will be authentic in everything I share with you guys and intention. I'm going to be intentional about my life, my choices, who I surround myself with, the conversations I have, right? And the response I received from that, like it still gives me goosebumps. It was like unbelievable. Everybody was like, Rachel, like we want you to live your best life. Like we are here for you. We support you. And it was a game changer for me. And so from that moment, I decided that I was going to build the social media model and I was going to get in front of the camera. And like the first time I did a live, I had sweat drips on like my upper lip. I was like shaky And I had 1800 people see my live and I was like, holy crap. Like the thing is people like you, people work with people they like, and they like you, but they want to know who you are. They want to know what makes you tick. They want to know like what's going on in your life and they want to support you. They want to cheer you on, but you have to give them an insight into who you are to let them do that. And so the first thing I did is, and this kind of goes into the start of my model. I literally said, all right, who am I? What makes me tick? Why is someone friends with me? What do I do on the weekend? And I call it my five passions. So if I'm coaching someone and they're like, how do I start social? First, you pick a platform that you want to do, you know, do a deep dive in. And then you pick five things that you're going to talk about on social media. Five things. Number one is going to be your industry. So for most of us, it's real estate, but I know a lot of you know people listen to this that aren't in real estate, different industries, mm-hmm. whatever industry you're in, that's going to be your number one. And then two through five is going to be different for each person. Maybe like clean eating and working out or hunting and fishing or travel or DIY projects. If you're married and you have kids, hopefully you like them, right? You write that down and you have five things that you talk about on social. You have to remember this. Like they might find you because you're in real estate. They might find you because of your job, but they're going to stick around because of who you are and how you make them feel. And I know this sounds crazy, but people go to my social media, my social media because of them. Whatever I say, it's how it makes them feel. And my goal is always to do one of two things, either educate people or entertain them, right? I want to educate or entertain. And my social is definitely a balance of both. Like I'm a huge, ridiculous goofball. And like, if you hang out with me for 10 seconds, you'll know that I'm not afraid of like being self-deprecating. Cause I do, a, I give a lot of opportunities for that. Um, and you know, but the coolest thing is when people meet me in real life, they're like, oh my gosh, you're exactly like you are on social. I'm like best compliment I could get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the relatability and, and that's what going back to, you know, it's, 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 it's why be real is the most downloaded app over the last several months, because the youth of America, the youth of the world are, they're kind of, they're tired of filters. They're tired of fake. They're tired of of, of this highlight reel that we all live through our social. And the reality is, although we're still enamored with reality TV and the Kardashian lifestyle, we actually, most humans find themselves sucked into content that's most relatable to them. For sure. And, and I'm sure you can relate to this. Like, you know, you, you have the same audiences that I have. And, and there's always someone in every audience that says, I'm boring. Because I say the same thing. We talk about pillars of content, your superpowers, and same thing. And, and somebody says, I don't have five, I'm boring. And I said, wrong, actually your lifestyle, which I can predict it. You get up, you get kids ready for school. You get them, you get them off to school. You go to work, you come home, you get kids ready, do her homework. You get your kids dinner. You go, you, you go spend a few hours to yourself. Then you go to bed. That's normal. That's what most normal people do. And you can actually build content around that normalcy, but people don't see it that way. They yeah. look at it like if I don't have glitz and glamour and a Porsche and a Ferrari and a mansion and a beach, yeah, no one's going to watch. And it's just all wrong. Well, people work with people they like, right? And they want to know they have something in common with you. They want to know you're relatable. I actually have um, an agent on my team who her Instagram is unbelievably stunning. It is so incredibly gorgeous. Like it looks like every post looks like she walked off a magazine. And I told her, I said, that's so beautiful. And how many referrals do you get from it? 
you know, and so we've talked about how she can be more relatable and more, you know, warm because she has the most lovely, incredible, genuine personality, but you don't get to see that because everything's perfect. And so she started to open up and stuff. And it's really cool, the impact that it has. And I'm confident it's going to continue to have in her business. And I coach people all the time that are like, I'm, I'm boring. I don't have the life you have. And I'm like, listen, and she's like, you know, I, I purposely moved out to the sticks to be kind of, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And, and I said, well, what do you do? Like, what does your wake up look like? She goes, I wake up and I like look for birds or I watch chipmunks. And I'm like, great. Tomorrow morning, I want you to go live on your page. And I want you to show everybody what your morning view looks like and then ask them what theirs is. Because I guarantee you that peace and solitude that you experience every morning, somebody sitting in an office is going to be so jealous of, and you're going to give them a taste into your world. And it's, it's like, it's just so many people doubt themselves when really like all you have to do is be willing to just like take a chance and see what happens. I love that. I love that. So as you figured this out for yourself and you went on this journey uh, you know, it started with your authenticity. It started with you being honest with your audience and stop faking it and 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 yeah. not lying to them, but not sharing with them the details of what's going on in your life because you thought it would cost you business. Yeah. Then you started to do that. How did that progression look? What are the next steps? So somebody first mentally get out of your own way. Yeah. You're not boring or your boring is actually relatable. So share more of it. Share that what you consider boring in the morning. Um, give them a backstage pass. That's the way I describe it yeah. because that's what people want. So what's the next step though, once they've gotten past that? So, you know, I'll kind of walk you through the model a little bit of like what I do, because I feel like, you know, the first thing you do is you figure out what you're going to talk about. Then the next thing that like something I always think about is like understanding what the algorithm actually is. Cause you hear this like big, sexy word thrown around, like the algorithm. What does it actually mean? Like, so first thing I do is I break it down. The algorithm is simply put, it's your impact and your influence you have on social. It's the eyes that are on your content and whatever you're looking at, the platform is going to give you more of that because their goal is to keep you on it as long as they possibly can. And I like to break down the algorithm even further by thinking of it as like a tool. So say that I'm on Facebook or Instagram, right? I can comment on something. I can like something. I can go live. I can um, upload a video. I can uh, send a direct message. I can send an audio message, right? I just named like six or seven different things. Every one of those things is a tool. And the more tools you use on social, the more eyes you're going to get on your content. And reality is the current algorithm majorly limits how many people you're seeing. You know, people tell you it's like anywhere from like seven to 12% of your friends are actually seeing what you're doing. And it's, it's obvious because when you go on social, you see the same people, you see the same stories, you see the same highlights. But if you actually look at how many friends you have on social, you're hitting like such a small percentage. The max you can get right now is like 42%. 42% of your friends can see what you're doing. So how do you actually get in front of them? Because when you truly decide to focus on social and build a business, you're going to be really intentional about what you're posting, the content you're grabbing. You deserve for people to see it, right? And the rule is like, if you can't see them, they can't see you. And so the first thing I did is I decided that I was going to get really intentional on when I posted, I was going to treat my social media just like a business and be proactive. Um, I also believe in prepping. So I use an app called Google keep. Um, and with that, I will have my next like five or six posts ready to go ahead of time. So what that actually means is I'm proactively looking at my calendar to see where I have opportunities to capture content. I know my five passions, the five things I'm passionate about, my pillars, as you called it. Um, so I'm looking at my calendar saying, where do I have opportunity to capture content in one of these spaces? Right. Um, and then you know, what I used to do is I grab my phone. And the first thing I do in the morning is I would grab my phone in bed and I'd start scrolling. And I'd see like the mom who just made her kids handmade lunch and like wrote a love note or the dad who just, you know, got his workout done and did drink his green smoothie or like a realtor who sold their hundredth house. And it's like March and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, are you, I'm, I suck. I am behind. I am laying here and I'm already behind for the day. And it's like, what a crappy way to wake up, you know, already feeling less than. So I decided I was going to be proactive. I literally wake up in the morning when I'm ready for social. It's not the first thing I do in the morning anymore when I'm ready for social and it's time blocked in my calendar, just like a listing appointment would be like, it is part of what I do to build my business. Um, I make my boast. So I make my post. I always post first on Facebook. I do not have them linked because the algorithm doesn't like it as much. So I post first on Facebook. Then I post on Instagram. Um, and the reason I do it in that order is I'm a wordy woman, as you can already tell, I like to talk. So 
Facebook doesn't limit or might limit my characters, but Instagram does to 2200. So I make my posts on Facebook and then I put it on Instagram and I'll also put my hashtags on Instagram, not on Facebook. Cause it doesn't matter on Facebook. And, um, again, being prepared, my five different passions. I use an app called hashtag expert and they pull like the 30 most trending hashtags around your topic. You type it in. Um, it's, it's really cool. And so I have those prepared as well. So I make my post. I then go to the passion, pull the 30 hashtags, put those in the comment section. I don't like to put them in the actual post. Cause I feel like it just like makes it kind of busy. And I like my things to look real clean and seamless. Um, so I make my post. And then the next piece to that is how much am I talking business? How much am I talking personal? So I really am intentional on what I call the 80-20 rule. 80% of what I'm posting about, it is personal. It's what I'm doing. It's what I'm reading. It's what I'm eating. It's what makes me tick. It's why someone's friends with me. Um, it is my passions, right? Not my real estate part. This is just like who I am as a person. And then 20% is going to be my business. 20%. But like literally you could be listening to this podcast right now and you could say or watching it and you can literally be taking notes and be like hey you know hanging out with Jeff and Rachel listening to a top on that agent you know top 1000 agent share all her you know tips for how she got 131 referrals last year through social media if you want a copy of my notes leave your email below. Like that's a 20% post because you're building your business. It doesn't always have to be like, look at the house I just sold. Look at my new listing, right? Like, again, how can you add value to others every single day? That's majorly adding value. And when you're adding value to someone and you help them build their business, when they have a referral in your area, they're going to think of you because you're someone who helped them build. I never am like, I'm going to do this. So I get a referral. I'm like, I'm going to add value to everybody. And it always comes back around, you know, um, and then people always ask, do I need like a business page or a personal page? Like I, on Facebook, I definitely have a business and a personal page. Um, but the reason for that mostly is because if you Google Rachel Adamsley Realtor, my business page comes up, not my personal page. That's where I can boost my listings, right? And Google loves your money. So they're going to give you more like credibility and stuff to pull it up. But it's also where people can leave reviews and testimonials. So for me, it makes me like I can brand that sucker with my business, but all 131 referrals, they came to my personal page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And, and I, and I wish we had time to go completely deep on all of this and we don't, because, but I think this is very tactical and what you're we have more to do, man. <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. Yes, we do. But, but I, but I actually want to, I want to ask you something because, you know, so, so Tristan and I, obviously we study all of the news and the latest things that are happening. And you mentioned that you're putting 30 hashtags in every post. And there was a time when these, these same experts that I'm talking about were telling you to maximize your hashtags on every post. And it wasn't long ago that Adam Masseri, the, uh, the guy who runs Instagram, uh, in the last six months, he said, uh, I, I think it was, well, it wasn't him that said it. It was actually a platform that studied it, but they did get a quote from him that, they say the optimal number of hashtags is actually only like five to six yeah. and anything above that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And, and I, and I don't know where that came from other than it was just a bunch of maybe people guessing again, experts assuming that more is better. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, why 30? So for me, I don't know which five or six are going to be the ones that hit the hardest. Right. And I don't have time to research it every morning. I don't have time and I don't care to, I know my system works. I know that my system adds followers to my Instagram. I know that I build relationships through it. So yes, I have absolutely heard the same thing that less hashtags are better. And then two weeks later, I'll hear the same thing. Nope. It's back to 15. Nope. It's back to 20. So I'm like, I just am going to stick with what I know works for me. The algorithm is always going to change. What doesn't change is adding value to people, building genuine connections, like the belly to belly conversations. For me, like the magic is I will get to know somebody online, but the magic happens offline when we exchange phone numbers or we're sharing pictures that we don't share on social. And so for me, like, yes, things are going to continue to change, but what won't change for me is my continuous effort, my consistency with posting. Like when I post a business post, it's my lowest producing post. Even for me, it still is my lowest producing post because it's what I do. It's not who I am. So I'm super intentional on making sure that like my, I, and I always track my insights. So like on Instagram, I will see my most commented posts and what that tells me. And if, if you have a personal profile on Instagram, I highly encourage you to switch it to a creator profile or a business profile. So you can track your insights. Professional. Because, professional. Yeah. Is it professional now? Professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I would, I, well, there still is a business business, uh, but everything Instagram is pushing people to is the professional slash creator con cool. account. That's okay. what they want you to do. Sweet. So, you know, the thing for me with that piece is like when your audience comments on something and you get high level of engagement, that is literally them telling you, I want more of this content from you. And so I push towards that. I remember, um, you know, on my, my journey with my husband to become parents, you know, we had three miscarriages and we, you know, had to do fertility for our kids and like all these things. And I was like, gosh, I wonder, like, I, I have an incredible support system and I was still super struggling. And I remember telling Ryan, I was like, there are people out there who have no support system. I think I want to share what we're going through. He's like, are you sure? Like, that's really personal. And, you know, and again, I had my five passions and I'm like, I think I'm going to shift one of my passions. I think I'm going to talk about what we go through because there's other people out there. And so I shared what we were going through and I shared the struggles we had. And, you know, it was after our second miscarriage and I was like, I couldn't get out of bed. It was, it was really tough. And the beautiful thing is real human connection is out there. And it made me real. It made me relatable because people, sometimes they see me in like magazines or on stages and they're like, her life's all together. It's so perfect. You have no idea what's happening behind the scenes, you know? And the funny thing is like, I have other realtors around the country that we give, we literally built our businesses together. They send referrals to me. I send it to them. And we're also doing, you know, like talking about like best ways to give ourselves the shot. It's like, I know it sounds crazy, but it's also, it's like, you never know what other people are going through. And so for me, like the passions and what I talk about, it's always evolving. And also though, that's like where the goodness happens, you know? I love that. I love what you just said too, because going back to that whole 80, 20, which I think you probably would agree. There's no scientific evidence of this. It's just testing and, yeah. and, and you can go through your own feeds and, and it's validated. I mean, most of you post 90% real estate and 10% puppies and kids and that sort of thing. The proof's in the pudding. Just go scroll yeah. your own feed. I guarantee yeah. what we, what, what Rachel's talking about is, is factual. Um, but, but let me ask you this. So when, as it relates to that content, because a lot of people struggle with just creativity, they, they struggle with what to post and, you know, you know, the old adage document don't create. And, and it's so true for me, as, as I'm talking to people every single day about this kind of stuff, I tell them like, I, I do plan out and bat shoot videos and all this content. But my personal life, like every day that I wake up, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what my four-year-old's going to do that's going to be funny or cute or be an asshole and I'm going to share it or my dog's going to do or my wife's going to do or whatever. And it's really, to me, it's more just a matter of embracing embracing the, the concept that really it is reality TV backstage pass and then embracing and wrapping your head around the idea of always having this on the ready. Yeah, uh, because you never know when something's going to be content worthy. How do you describe that? Yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, I think for me, like I, I've let people into a lot of my world. My posts are thought out. My posts are often pretty planned and, and, and more like, you know, um, there's just like some science behind it. Right. I know what I'm going to talk about. I know what's going to hit with my audience. I know what's going to resonate with them. My stories are where I'm like off the cuff. Like I'm usually like dry shampoo, haven't taken a shower, my kid, you know, like I think it's important to show not the perfect house that my house is real and relatable and stuff like that. Um, and you know, I remember too, like just on this, like, yes, you want to be ready. Okay. And there's a downside to it too, because our in real estate, right? The phone can be our best friend, our worst nightmare. And I, when I was starting to really build my business in social media, you know, I was dating my husband now and he was, everybody I dated before him was like, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. I, I think it's so great. I've always wanted a strong, independent woman. And then they meet me and they're like, maybe not that strong, like maybe not that independent, right? when I met Ryan, he was like, I love what you're doing and how can we make it even better? And so we start dating and we, you know, we're starting to get more serious. And then he was like, wow, your phone is always ringing. And I was like, well, I'm in real estate. And he was like, yeah, like, but what are all the dings? I was like, oh, they're notifications like for social media. 
He's like, yeah. So if we're going to have a family, like, I don't know if that's necessarily going to work so well. And because I believe in being proactive and I had been married before, I was like, let's do this differently. So we went and got marriage coaching around healthy boundaries with cell phones. And I want to bring this up because I think it's important with, you know, the topic where, because most people talk about how to build, but they don't talk about how to have boundaries. And I think the more you build and the more you learn from, you know, the stuff that, you know, social cons are going to talk to you about, you know, and, and lab coat and all the different things and the places you pay attention to, you also have to have the conversation that most don't, which is the boundaries. And so we had a situation happen where, um, the reason this even came up is we went to a pumpkin patch and we were there with our kids and we're taking pictures and, you know, and, and doing the thing that we get back in the car. And I was like, that was fun. And Ryan looked at me and he was like, was it? And I was like, what? Uh Oh, <laughs> am I in trouble? Like what just happened? And he was like, baby, you weren't there. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you were so concerned with like getting the social media piece. You weren't present for our family. And I was like, oh shit, he's totally right. And so that's when we went and got coaching around it. And so just like I set the expectation with my buyer or my seller of like what it's like when they work with me, I tell my husband now like, hey, babe, we're going to go to the pumpkin patch. I'm going to have my phone out for like 10 minutes. I'm going to grab pictures of our family, you know, grab content for my stories. But then I put my phone away and I'm fully present for the next hour and a half that we're there. And then when I'm ready for social media, I'll make my posts. I'll do my stories. People feel like they have to let everyone into their life at the moment it's happening. And it's like, you don't owe anyone anything. Reality on social media is not reality. You choose what you let people into. And so when I actually ended up posting the the pumpkin patch, it was like a month later. And someone was like, oh my gosh, he just missed you. And I was like, dang it. Right. But I was like, (laughs) I was there a month before. And so, yes, it is important to have it with you all the time to capture content, but you don't have to share it right when you do it. Like, I think there's a really important distinction on like being intentional. Cause I time block for everything. I time block for listings. I time block for buyers. I time block for lead generation with social. And I also time block when I'm going to post and when I hit the algorithm after that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. I mean, and you, you touch on something that is, is a big objection from people, which is, you know, are you present when you're doing it? And it's that, that was an interesting perspective because as a male, I give a a different perspective, although I can appreciate what you said. And that is because I was a parent. So I had, I was previously married as well. And I have two daughters, they're 22 and 19. Now I'm remarried with a four-year-old daughter. And this parenting life is completely different than the previous parenting life. The previous parenting life, though, there wasn't cell phones like there are today. There wasn't social media like there was today. And I would argue I was less present. My daughters will tell you I was less present. My daughters say you have more content of winter, more pictures of winter and video in three or four years than you have of our combined two lives in 40 years. And and part of it is just technology and how we've evolved. But I actually feel like this game, if you will, has actually made me more present. Even though I may not have had a cell phone, I might my mind was somewhere else. I might have been thinking about the game. I was thinking about fantasy. I was thinking about what I was going to do when I was getting home. I didn't really want to be there. Now, as a parent, I embrace the hell out of every moment and I'm present to document so I have to be paying attention. And so it's interesting because it's two very different perspectives. And I don't I don't think I'm right, you're wrong, or I'm wrong, you're right. It's just an interesting take on it. And that that is a psychologist. Psych, go ahead. Different for each person, right? And it's just like, my biggest thing is like the whole reason that I wanted to build this business and do coaching and get into real estate is I wanted to be financially free. And I wanted time with the people I love. And what's cool about social media and building the way that we build is you get to choose what you do and when you do it. And so I like, you do have more freedom. You are more present with your daughter and stuff like that. And for me, like, I mean, I have my phone on me. I'm capturing the content. However, people always said like, you know, I remember before I had kids, people were like, mom guilt is real. You are going to struggle when you get, have your kids. And it might sound weird to say, but like, I don't really struggle a lot with mom guilt. I really don't because when I'm working like right now, I am committed to doing this recording with you. The door is closed. My kid is napping. My husband has the other one. I have this one, right? Like, <laughs> like 
massive. Um, but it's like, I, I am committed to doing this and I'm not with my family. That being said, as soon as we hang up, if you were to send me a text message, I'm not going to look at it because right now I, my goal is to be with my family. So I think like that guilt piece goes away when you're fully present with who, wherever you're at doing what you need to be doing. And so like, I, I don't know. I think that like, it's an interesting place to be a working mom, especially with like, we have a three-year-old and 11 month old and I'm pregnant next, or I'm delivering next month, like in under 30 days, right? Like life's crazy. And I just coached somebody the other day who like literally was over 20 weeks pregnant. She hadn't shared it with anyone. Cause she didn't want people to like, not, yeah, you know, work with her. And I was like, that. listen, you're a working mom. That's badass. Like embrace that, you know? Yeah. I just think it's, it's okay to take people on your journey. I have a, I met a client at an open house on last Saturday and we did, we had a client event the next Saturday. So this is one week later, Santa mimosas, always have the mimosas. Um, and they asked, and, and I stayed in touch with them. I set up the portal. Like I built really good rapport with them at the open. My listing was 1.1. We offered one week later on a 1.8 listing and we found out this morning we got our offer accepted this morning. I am pregnant as heck. They clearly see it. And they're like, when are you due? And I said, I'm due January 14th. And it's very likely he's going to come early. And I said, and I want you to know that I have a team and I have all the systems in place. So it's not going to affect you guys. You can share what's going on in your life. Just do it unapologetically. I'm a freaking working mom and I'm super proud of that. And, and people work with me because they know that like, this is who I am. That's awesome. That's that. Uh, I think if any, any uh, females listening to this, that was a very empowering statement. I love that. And I agree with you wholeheartedly and and own it. And, and we're, we're, we're running long on time. And I yeah, think let's this talk is, about some of the nitty gritty. I was just going to say, this has been fantastic. Yeah. Can you dive deep into the two strategies that you share yeah. a taste of social and then uh, after that, let's get into how people can connect because I think there's a lot of listeners that are going to want more of you. Yeah. So, you know, the point of social media is to have engagement right now. I want to give you three things that I do to really, really dial this in and, and, and kind of make my social media be what it has become today. So first things first, um, when I make my post first thing in the morning, I set calendar reminders to engage with people. You don't want to be the person who just makes a post and then is like, peace out right? Because you people, the point of social media is to have engagement and connection. So I make my post first thing in the morning. I set a calendar reminder for one hour later. I go in, I like, I connect, I engage with everybody, comment who connected on my post. Okay. Then one hour before the end of the day, I go back in, I do the exact same thing. What's cool about that is when you make a post, hit a tool, comment, like engage, you hit three more tools. The platform is like, Hey, she's doing something and she's doing it right. Let's give more eyes to her content. Second piece how do you lead gen through social? So when I tell someone like, I want you to go on social media and I want you to lead gen for two hours. They're like, okay, like, 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 like that does nothing to yeah, build or, or commenting. Hey, I just want to remind you that I'm your local real estate agent. Oh Don't my, forget about me. We're <laughs> the worst people. This is like my pet peeve. When someone just like checks in at a hospital, don't say why don't say they just check in. I'm like, stop it. Stop it right now. Get off social media. Um, so what I do is if I am lead generating for social media, I will go to a post that I've had. That's like a higher producing post. Say that like, I just had my anniversary with Ryan. Right. And you, Jeff, like you like my post and Tristan comments on my post. Well, I'm obviously going to comment back to Tristan because he's in my lead gen time, right. My morning and evening, but the likes are this like vanity metric that people are like, Oh, I got 10 likes. I got a hundred likes. I got 50 likes. I got 400 likes and they do nothing with them. For me, those likes are like a golden goose. They're a missed opportunity. So what I would do in, and this is how I lead gen through social, I'll literally go on my likes, copy them, paste them into a word doc. So I do this on my computer. And what I do is I'm proactive. I look at, so you liked my post, right? I would click on your page and I would see that your daughter just helped you decorate your Christmas tree. Right. And so you like my page. I send you a private message through social and I'd be like, Hey Jeff, oh my gosh. You know, I just saw you guys decorate your tree for Christmas. Thank you so much for connecting with me on my anniversary post. We had the best time in Tahoe. Do you guys have any plans for the rest of the holidays? It has nothing to do with real estate. Yeah. nothing because you don't go to someone in the grocery store and be like, Oh my gosh, I love your shoes. Do you want to buy seller invest in real estate? Creepy and weird. Don't be creepy and weird in real life. Don't be creepy and weird on social. 
And, and what happens is when I ask you about you, what are you then going to do to me? I'm going to re respond. I mean, I'm going to be tickled. I'm, you're going to be hitting me some dopamine. I'm going to be right? pumped. It was personal. I wasn't like, Hey Jeff, thanks for connecting with my anniversary post. Do you want to buy a house? No. I'm like, let, let me ask about you. People want to know. So my business coach told me, he had told me it's a long time. It always stuck with me. He's like, if somebody's going to work with you, they're going to ask themselves three questions. Number one, can I trust you? Number two, do you care about me? And number three, can you help me? Those are the three questions they're going to ask. And you want your answer to be yes every single time. And so, you know, I, I have that conversation and, and it's not, it's not the same day. Usually it's like, you know, within a few days or a week later or whatever, but whenever the transition feels right, I'll say something like, Hey Jeff, you know, I, I, I know that you work at, where do you live? St. Louis. Okay, sweet. So you live in St. Louis. I live in Northern California. I feel like we really align in our personal lives, which makes me think we'd align in our business lives as well. Do you have a great realtor you work with yet, you know, in the area? Cause I don't have a lender in, you know, Illinois or like, and that's how I built. So 131 referrals, the two types I focus on agent to agent referrals, and then client and community. Like those are the referrals that I build my business with. It's two separate types. So it's two separate types of conversations. Then the last piece um, to this model is my rule of five, five, five. So if you were to join my real estate team today, we would sit down every single month and we would write down 25 names, 25 names of people that we were already friends with on social, but we're not seeing their content. Remember, if you're not seeing them, they're not seeing you. And so what I do is sometimes it's 25 local business owners in my community. Sometimes it's 25 past clients. Um, some months it's 25 realtors from around the country, right? I pick themes for my months per, um, personally. And then this is the rule. So of those 25 names each month, this is the rule of 555. So five minutes before you make a post, you're going to comment on five people's post, a comment of five words or more. So five minutes before you make a post, you comment on five people's post, a comment of five words or more. And what this does is it wakes up the algorithm. So you're going to make your post first thing in the morning. But before you do that, you hit up five people from your list, right? Um, and what's cool about it is your story views start to go up, your likes go up, your, your comments go up. But even better than that, your referrals start to grow. And, you know, like I, I love social. Like for me, it is something that gives me energy. It doesn't pull it from me. If you do it the wrong way, you feel like, oh, I have to make a post today. If I feel like I have to make a post today, I don't freaking post. I don't because I want it to be something that gives me energy versus takes it away. And when you build a business around it, it takes the guesswork out of it and it makes it fun again. Say that again. Go through that one more time just, just to be on the safe side. It's it's the 555 of 25 people, right? It's, yeah, it's five absolutely. minutes before you post. Five minutes you before you make a post, mm -hmm. you comment on five people's post, a comment of five words or more. I mean, you guys should be writing this down. I am. Um, and I've already heard this, 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 so this is the second time I've heard this. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and it's a comment. And so let me, of that. So the first two to me are um, very easy. Five minutes before you post, comment on five people's posts. If you don't understand the concept behind this, you're like stoking the algorithm is what you're doing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it works. Yeah. Uh, that fancy algorithm word again. When we talk about the comment of five words or more, I think it's important for you to just elaborate just slightly on that because I think again we we sales breath tends to come out in us real estate agents and you just gave them something tactical for their business so they're going to assume that comment needs to be five words and they need to somehow remind them they're a real estate agent but I know you're That's not real estate. No. This is you are being a person talking to a person. So say that it, if it's um, so say that we, like I just commented on Jeff. So Jeff had commented on mine and he, you know, did the Christmas tree with his daughter. One of my comments would be like, um, what a special memory you just created. I love the star at the top. Like it is it is personal. It's real. It doesn't have to be five words. It can be more than that, but a minimum of five words. And it's just a system. It's just a system. But just like you said, it stokes the algorithm. It's like, hey, she's doing something. And what's cool about it is those five people then see your post where they weren't going to see it before because you're not in their feed. And every month it's five people and then it hits the 25 eventually, right? So every post it's five people. And then you hit your 25. I have people who do 50, you know, and it's funny because I, in my coaching course, I had a gal who signed up 
she used Facebook. She never was super intentional with it. In her first month, she got four referrals from my coaching. And she was like, holy crap, like this seriously works. And then she reached out to me a month later and she was super overwhelmed because she was like, I had no, like I have more comments than I've ever experienced. And I feel this pressure that I need to be responding to everybody right away. So that's when we remind her of the conversation of like, we are not saving lives. We are not brain surgeons. It's freaking Facebook. Like it's okay to take your time to respond to them. They're not sitting by their phone being like, why did she not answer me back? Like, it's not, you're not that important. I promise I'm not that important and neither are you. You're lovely and you're not that important. Awesome. Uh, super powerful. I, so I've mentioned, and, and again, I, I could easily go on and we're just going to have to save it for another day. Uh, but you do coaching. And so two things. One, uh, how do they learn more about that? What does that look like? And then what's the best way for someone to connect with you? So I love coaching. I, I think it's one of my favorite things to do is help other people build. And I focus on helping people build referrals. Like that is really what my passion is. So when I do coaching, I focus on the two types of referrals to help you build agent to agent referrals and then client and community referrals. So my coaching is called Hello Social Coaching. Um, it's a eight-week social media masterclass, and it can be for any industry. I'm in real estate, so there's a lot of real estate examples, of course, um, but it's like real stuff. There's a content calendar you get. It's not like you could do this. It's like post this, and this will happen for interaction. Um, I teach you how to gain new followers, like gain new followers that are going to be referral partners for you. We talk about how to have like genuine, authentic connections with the people who are already in contact with you. Um, we brand your business. We talk about like the apps that make your social media go viral, truly how to do video, like record videos, um, the mindset behind social media. And then we do deep dives into Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So I would say if you want to really build a business around social, it's a killer way to start. What's cool about it is it's only $6.97. So it's super cheap. Um, it's an eight-week social media masterclass. You get a video you download and a workbook, and you can do those at your convenience. So you're, it's an eight-week class, but you get access for six months to the content. And then the first and third Wednesday at noon Pacific, I do live coaching in a private mastermind group. And it's everything from like, hey, I did the Instagram post and got no traction to I'm on my lo first luxury listing appointment. How do I make it different? You know, and it's super fun. And I'll give you guys um, for listening, I'll give you guys an extra 50 bucks off. So I'll give you a code for that at the end. Um, and then to hang with me, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube under Rachel Adams Lee. I run all the platforms by myself. So if you reach out to me directly, or if you have any questions, you'll get an answer from me as well. Your uh, son is going to come out as a social media expert. He's just been listening to this <laughs> stuff over and over and over again. I know for real. So what is that code? Um, the code is going to be Rachel's underscore crew. Rachel's crew. And where, where's that code? Where are they putting that code in at? So if they go to hellosocialcoaching.com and when they check out, they go to uh, Rachel. And then when they check out, there'll be like a little spot off to the right where you put the discount code in. It'll save you 50 bucks. Awesome. And there's payment plans too, if you're tight on cash. I love it. I love it. This is, uh, of course, it's fantastic. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. We definitely need to hang out. I know that you're not able to come to SocialCon because uh, you have a fairly decent excuse. I'll let you off the hook on this one. I told uh, you we could go viral both at birth on stage. I'm down. Uh, that would be, <laughs> I, I'd probably have to step away for that one. And forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rachel. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Go check it out. Uh, go, go. First of all, at very worst, just go engage. Uh, just go engage with, with Rachel. Obviously there's, there's so much to learn. And, and as she mentioned, uh, go, Go follow, go, go get, go get into her course, go learn more, utilize and execute this stuff that she teaches. This is, this is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing. Hello, social coaching.com. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated. 